are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, Ryan Tracy. Uh, of course, I'm from Locked On Steelers. He's from Locked On Chiefs. And Ryan, we've got an exciting week ahead of us. We got a lot of things going on on in both conferences. We're going to get to the top games of the week later and, of course, give you guys a preview of Thursday Night Football. It's a Super Bowl rematch from not too long ago, Ryan. So, you know, and the, these teams are very different from them. So it's going to be interesting to evaluate that. And there's major playoff implications for how both conferences are shaking out all that and more in today's show. Um, but before we get into that, we got to remind you of our great sponsors at Pepsi because this football season has been different and will continue to be different. But Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter what, or what and how you watch this season. I like to have my Pepsi sitting right there when I'm watching Thursday night football and saying, man, is Cam Newton really going to beat the Rams with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? I don't know, but this Pepsi's going to taste good while I find out. And Pepsi is the refresh- refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com. Check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Ryan, how you doing, my man? You know, I'm keeping up. Um, Time marches on and waits for no one, so I'm glad that it is. And I'm glad you recovered from the last time we talked, which was post-game, post-game, post-game of the Steelers. (laughs) I had, I literally had four post-games in one night. And that was also because I had five pre-games that week because it was all the pre-games before the Ravens game. I can't tell you what what that's like preparing for a Thursday game, then a Sunday game, then a Monday game, then a Tuesday game, and then finally a Wednesday game. That was the most bizarre week I've ever been through but we're here and I'm better I'm glad you recovered good lord that's a lot to go through I was gonna say I I know what I want to talk about where do you want to go well let's talk about the big the big thing this week I think across the NFL you know everyone's always excited to see new quarterbacks and of course it was talked on the show a little bit yesterday with Jalen Hurts and he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Eagles right right now with this this week they take and I just think it's a wild time to start him against the Saints defense this this week of all times Ryan but I've been on the side that Carson Wentz, I think he's got potential. I'm not saying he don't deserve, but they needed to sit him down. I don't know about you, but when I watch him, a lot of things are off with him. He's just not seeing the field well. He's not getting he's not getting it done. I think they needed to pull him back. Even if Carson Wentz, your man of the future, the right move was to bench him, at least for now. I completely agree with you, and I think it's been coming for a while. It's tough to do. If you're in Doug Peterson's position, and this is what Scott is still talking about it, I know – the guys talked about it yesterday, but this is this is the big thing. This is franchise steering right here because you don't come back from this. Being sat down not only during a game but the following week tells the rest of that roster that the staff doesn't have confidence in what you're doing. It's almost impossible to come back from that, not just this season but in general. So for me, yes, it had to happen. You had to give it every last chance that you thought you could. And when you have to move on, you have to move on wholeheartedly in another direction and put all your might behind Jalen Hurts and getting him ready. And what's really interesting to me is I laid out, I live streamed the draft last year, like 16 hours of it. And one of the things that I kept coming back to is I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be in a position to do something like this. This is what I envisioned for him. 
a, a veteran that could show him a little bit and that he could grow a little bit. I thought it was going to be in New England. I thought that was going to be a perfect match with having Cam out front and then Jalen. It's different, but the situation's exactly the same in my eyes. Would you have pulled this trigger too? Yeah, I would have. Just because, uh, you know, and again, I'm a guy who saw, who's seen the, the rise and fall of Carson Wentz. You know, is it fair what happened to him? No. You know, he tore his ACL while he was in the middle of what was going to be an MVP season. And, you know, he's tried to get back to it, but it's just he's had injuries and now he's finally healthy and the team's not as good around him anymore. It's, I mean, it's a lot of unfortunate circumstances. But the fact of the matter is, Ryan, he just hasn't been good. You look at you look at what he's been putting together. I mean, in that Packers game, they were completely stagnant on offense until Jalen Hurts got in there. And he made a very impressive touchdown throw on that fourth and long. Um, and so, and again, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is ultimately the answer for, for the for uh, for the Eagles, but I mean, come on, you know, I, I get, the, and I get for Eagles fans. And again, I'm a guy who I'm wearing a chain university hoodie right now. I, I went to college around Eagles nation. And um, when I, when I was there, I get the excitement around Carson Wentz. Everybody was so happy to finally see, you know, that the, the franchise quarterback and then we got one. And now the years have passed and you're like, well, wait a second. What do we got here? What have we, what have we put ourselves into? And I think that's where some fans are having a hard time parting from, but Jalen hurts. He's a heck of an athlete. He he you know, he was a winner in the collegiate level. A really talented man, and you got to see if maybe so, he brings some you know, some freshness to this offense. If it works, then you got a different situation here. But Ryan, if you know, if this works out where Jalen hurts, you're like, you know what? This kid's good enough. He's the future. The serious problem here, though, is Carson Wentz contract numbers because next year, if they were to cut him. Next year, if he had $25.4 million of guaranteed salary, there would be, right, you know, if, if they were to get, to get rid of him, there would be still $59.2 million, million in dead money over the rest of his, the four years of his contract if they were to get rid of him after this season. That's a huge commitment. Even if you manage to trade him and get, you know, a first or second round pick or a nice, you know, skill position player, that's a lot of money that, that, that you got at least for, at least for next year. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that's the only alternative at this point. Yeah. I don't think that he can come back. Quite frankly, I don't think that that staff can afford to put their trust in him coming back. And I think everybody at this point needs a fresh start. And there's a couple of scenarios around the league that I think could really help everyone. Yes, there's going to be dead money. There's no way to avoid that. But you have teams out there that I think can not only give up a draft pick or two, uh, one team in particular, I would be on the phone tomorrow with Chris Ballard in Indianapolis, mm. and I would be trying to work that. They have 76 in cap space. They have a quarterback right now who I'm not sure his arm's going to stay on the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, and Philip Rivers is done. It's a situation where he gets to go back with a coach that has coached him in the past when he's been applicable. The space, all of that goes together. Is If you're ever going to move a franchise quarterback with this amount of money, this is the time to do it. Both franchises could benefit, and that's what I'd be trying to do. No, I get that. And the Colts make a lot of sense. They have an offensive line that's, that, that they've built that, that that's really good right now, and they're still young and developing. They have a defense that, that's competing right now, so not all the pressure would be on Carson Wentz to just outscore opponents all the time. They've got young weapons. They've got Michael Pitts, Michael Pittman. they got still got T.Y. Hilton. Jonathan Taylor's back there, and he's, he's, still, he's still growing there. Uh, you know, you're right. I think that would be that, – that was the first place that, that I looked at here – but when I look across the NFL, you know, I look for teams that 
have some semblance of what they want for the future, but they don't have everything that lined up, lined up for them right now. And, um, you know, teams that, that seem to make sense, you know, as far as position wise would be like a team like the bears where they're struggling, but they don't got no money. And here's the other factor in this, uh, uh, Ryan Carson Wentz is in a tough situation because of the contract that his money demands. And Mm -hmm. if, if he's traded anywhere, a team has to have that kind of salary space. And don't forget this upcoming off season is about to be a year where everyone's salary cap numbers might have to take a serious dip because of the lack of revenue this year with fans in the stands. So it might not just be, you know, teams trying need, need to make space. It might be teams saying like, you know, we don't have any space and we have less space than what we expected because of, you know, of, of the restrictions. So, I mean, outside of the Colts, I mean, if, you know, with them having more, having more money to spend on, that would make sense. The, the only other team that I look at that may be in that running is the, uh, either is the Carolina Panthers. If they want to, if they want to move on from Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he's got $10 million in guaranteed money next year. Getting rid of him would 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 save them a little bit of money. They still have eighteen point two freed up in cap space for next year. Uh, again, we got to see how that's impacted by everything. But that's the that's the other tough situation here is the Eagles. People would love a a franchise quarterback, but everyone's got to be real skeptical when they look at Carson Wentz because of the injuries and then the poor play lately. Um, I, I wonder what kind of a market you can get if you're the Eagles with him being out there. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's a lot. Now I want to go back to one other person because you mentioned the Bears. And yes, that's that's a team that doesn't have a lot of cap, but that staff might not be there next year either. Very true. So that tells me I got to look back to what worked for Carson Wentz. And that brings me back to Flip. John D. Filippo is a quarterback's coach in Chicago. If he is out of a job next week or the week after or whatever, wherever he lands, if you can make cap space work, if you can make it make sense, I think the two places, the two people that Carson Wentz can revive his career with are Frank Reich and John DeFilippo. So wherever he goes has to be a viable option. Last person, last team I want to look at here, and this would be a bit of a shake, a huge shakeup in my opinion, but it would be an aggressive move that I think would kind of fit where this organization is going. What about the 49ers? Because right now they have $23.2 million in cap space next year. All of Jimmy Garoppolo's money is pretty much not guaranteed. He, he has $2.8 million in dead cap space for next season. If he were cut next year or before next season, it, that would free up $24.1 million. They'd have more than enough money to handle Carson Wentz and still get any other players they need to get in free agency to build around him. And that's a team that would get its defense back with Nick Bosa. They'd get George Kittle back off of injury. They'll have Mike McGlickney. They'll have a young receiving group with led with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and their defense being led by Fred Warner. Like that's a team I think that maybe you could look at. And that's a place where like, Hey, come to a new organization. We've got a lot of talent around you. And this, this organization, they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago or last year right now. Uh, that's a place where I think maybe Carson Wentz can sort of find himself. I, I'm not as concerned with him linking up with a person he knows as much as I think he just needs to be around an environment that has talent and winning and where other people can sort of pick him up when he falters. Well, I think you have a great idea because that's a good fit. He's got a tight end he can trust and rely on like he likes to do. And with that creative run game in San Francisco, that can protect him from himself some while he works things out. I think that's another viable option. Absolutely. And, you know, if if Carson wants to go go somewhere, he could certainly get energized and get and get a team going, just like you can get energized by our friends at Built Go. 
BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, you can break through it with Go every day. It's, an, it's easy to take in just one and a half ounce packages. You can put the package in your briefcase for your most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to help you power through the back nine, or just put it in your pocket to help you get through the day or through your workout. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling in the end. Plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink, but with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with protein. And that protein is fast absorbing to get into your system fast. Plus, it's easier on the stomach. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout. Beta alanine, B3, honey, and just a little kick of caffeine. And Bilko then keeps kicks in to keep me going strong. It's got B6 and B12. And Bilko helps helps you get healthier joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use their code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host Ryan Tracy. As always on, on our Thursday episode here we look to bring you our top games of the week to get you set up for the weekend um, before we get into Thursday Night Football. That's for the third segment. But we've got a few games that are really interesting this week, and they all really seem to line up in the AFC this this time around. I'm going to start with a game that you're going to be very familiar with, Ryan, and it's the Chiefs at the Dolphins. Chiefs 11-1, Dolphins 8-4. The Dolphins, they just got into a nuck, a series of nucks with, with the Bengals, and there's questions about, you know, what they are and, you know, who would really win a fight with Brian Flores, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but this is this is a team that, you know, they're on the cusp. They're fighting. They're fighting for their playoff lives. They're eight and four right now. They're the sixth seed in the AFC, but they're they're being pursued. The, the Colts are right behind them at the seventh seed with the and They uh, they only hold because of a conference win percentage uh, tiebreaker. But right behind them are the Raiders and the Ravens, both at seven and five. Um, and the Patriots, who are creepily still in there at six and six, and not out of this playoff picture just yet. Um, Ryan, you look at this game. Where do you see you know this going? Is this a game where Kansas City they, they almost they all yeah they 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 barely beat beat the Broncos, but again it's it's about winning and advancing every week. Is this a week where they kind of get things back on track, or do you see this being another like close game? I think it's going to be closer than most people think. I think, um, A, I wouldn't want to fight Flo myself. Um, B, <laughs> I think you got to give him enough credit for what he's done, the defense that he's built. Uh, the whole quarterback thing, hey, it is what it is. And, and I'm glad to see the two is going to continue to move forward. I think that he's got some some opportunities here. What we've seen with the tight end do in the last few weeks is a concern for the Chiefs. Uh, with their coverage linebackers in particular, as well as their strong safety, it makes things a little bit difficult. So I think there's some opportunity there. I didn't expect to say this, but I think the guy who might have some room to make an impact is uh, is little Miles Gaskin, who oh. I think is going to make some kind of change because the Chiefs have trouble not only in defending the run in general, but particularly with shifty backs. And I think he's got more shift to him than people give him credit for. Uh, and at the end of the day, 
Um, there's a little payback here. I mean, not payback. I don't think there were hard feelings, but Emmanuel Agua's been playing very well for that defense. He came from Kansas City. He would like to show out against his former team. I think it's going to be close, but I do think the Chiefs are going to pull that out. Yeah, same here. Uh, I mean, I think that the Dolphins might make this interesting, but hey, yeah, I'd love if Miles Gaston got busy because he's on one of my fantasy teams <laughs> and we in the playoffs in all my fantasy league. I'm loving it this year. Um, so I would not be mad if Miles Gaskin, you know, got loose on on, on the Chiefs um, and, and put some points. But I do got the Chiefs winning there as well. Um, still, will be an interesting one o'clock game. Um, moving along to the four o'clock games here, uh, we've got an interesting AFC showdown by two teams that are, like I said, on that on that cusp of the playoffs. And it's the Colts versus the Raiders, and this is huge. The Colts are eight and four, and they're the seven seed. The Raiders are seven and five, and they are the team that's a, that's that's the first team out right now because of their conference win percentage. If they beat the Colts, they they, they immediately vault to them into the wild card position, and because because then of course they'd have the head to head, they'd both be tied, and it would be really interesting. And if the Chiefs pull it off, the Raiders could even get a little bit more ground because then the Dolphins will also be tied with them in record. Um, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. The Raiders have been very up and down. Um, and I've had a hard time picking them at times because they've been so up and down. Um, I'm going with the Colts here because just the way, like the Raiders barely beat the Jets last week and their offense can be very explosive. I just don't trust their defense, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders didn't beat the Jets last week. Greg Williams. Very true, very true. Yes. So yeah, let's just get that out there. Formation. Right, right. (laughs) But what's everyone on a Hail Mary pass? Genius. You have no idea where they got to go or anything, but yeah. Um, And even that said, outside of that, the two team, the two times that the Raiders have looked the best this season has been against their division rivals, the Chiefs. And give them credit, but they've been a bit lost outside of that, especially in the last few weeks. And I feel like this is an indie team that's starting to figure out how they can compensate for a quarterback and how they can get things done. And I feel like they're kind of on the way. They're going different directions. I feel the Colts are rising. I'll take them as well. The Colts, their defense has certainly played well. That's another reason I think why, why I'm going that way. Um, they, they're going to give Derek Carr enough problems, but I do think that the Raiders, they're not going to be out of the playoffs, uh, in this, in this hunt. I do think they're going to rebound and find some ways to be competitive in these final weeks, but another game with major playoff implications here are two teams that are on that, that are leading the divisions, the 11 and one Steelers against the nine and three bills. They're in Buffalo for Sunday night football. The Steelers, of course, coming off their first loss of the season, the bills coming in after, after, after winning last week. Josh Allen was praised by Ben Roethlisberger just just yesterday as an MVP caliber quarterback, and the Steelers talking about how much respect they put they, they paid it they paid these guys for what they put together. The Bills, a lot of people are, are liking the way that they're on the rise. You know, a lot of people have been saying the fall of the Steelers is coming, and you know they see that Washington loss as an indicator of that. Ryan, do you think the Steelers continue you know get on a losing streak here and, and lose this game, or do you think they rebound? And uh, beat Buffalo and get to and get back on their into their winning ways. I think the loss of Bud Dupree is big, especially mm-hmm. with a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen. I think the ability for them to attack the secondary with Diggs hinges on whether Hayden's all right or not. And I'm right now leaning towards not uh, getting. Uh, I believe Connor was activated, right? So getting him back is a big plus on that side, and I think it that may actually help them figure out who they are again. I feel like they've been lost the last few weeks. In the end, I don't think it's enough. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, even though I'm the locked-on Steelers guy, don't kill me, people, I'm actually going with the Bills in this game, um, at least for right now. If Hayden comes back, it's a different story. Now, Steven Nelson 
he was a full go in practice on on Wednesday, which means he'll be back. And that was the issue was that by the second half, the Steelers had no more cornerbacks. They were down to Cameron Sutton being a backup, which they're comfortable with. But then Justin Lane and Cameron Sutton, that was where they fell into a lot of problems. And the, the, the touchdown that tied the game up was given up because Justin Lane just completely vacated his zone when he wasn't supposed to. Um, so if Nelson's back, that gives them a little bit more balance on defense. If both of them are back, that's when I pick the Steelers because I, I would not overlook Alex Highsmith. He's a heck of an athlete. He's able to move around in space. Um, he's not Bud Dupree, but he's going to be a guy that can chase people down in, in the flats. He's a guy that he intercepted Lamar Jackson, um, and he's, he can get after the quarterback. I think he's going to be a disruptor. But like I said, I think the Steelers, they fixed some things in this game. They need their receivers to get back to catching the ball. Um, but I don't think it's enough to beat a, a Bills team that's feeling it right now. You saw that the way that even when things started to go wrong against the Niners, they found ways to rebound. That's I think the Steelers get back to that at some point. But this is just it's another short week, Monday to Sunday. I think that they need to clear the, all of this stuff out, start fresh this next week, and then they'll be able to get back to their winning ways. Uh, and I think that when they do that, they'll be a very formidable team going into the playoffs. Now, our last game before we cut to our next, to our next break and then throw you to Thursday night football. Um, we got to talk about an AFC North showdown Monday night, Ravens at Browns. The Ravens, they they got they got out of their losing streak by winning on Tuesday night football. They've got an even shorter week. Uh, well, no, actually, they got the same week as the Steelers. The Tuesday to, to Monday is the same as Sunday, uh, Monday to Sunday. Um, but they're facing a Browns team that's really smelling themselves. They're 9-3. They just beat, beat the Titans, albeit they almost you know gave up a 25-point comeback. Um, this is an interesting game because the Browns have been talking like they've arrived, but the two teams that have smacked them up like nobody else are the Steelers and the Ravens proving that they're still the big brothers. I'm not so sure that the Ravens do that again, even though the Ravens are hurt up, they're, they're scrambling for answers themselves. I'm not so sure that the the Browns are just going to roll over the Ravens because they're feeling better about themselves right now. Rolling over. I do not see, I'm with you there. And it's come down to this. What we saw a couple weeks ago um, from the Cleveland run game establishes them as, I think, the best one-two punch in the league. Uh, I've already said Nick Chubb's, I think, the best running back in this league. That you can lean on. Last week, they had to prove it with the pass with Baker, right? So it comes down to, can you continue to do that? One one game's fine, but they're going to put it on you like that. I know Marcus Peters is pissed off about what Amari Cooper made him look like. I do believe there's going to be some opportunity there for the Ravens secondary. And then if they get back to running like they did just a short time ago, yeah, this could be very problematic. This is, I think, power on power if you're going to run the ball and see which quarterback can cost you the least. In the end, I have more faith in Lamar. I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens as well. I, I'm right with you. The thing is, is I'll put my money on Lamar Jackson long before I put it on Baker Mayfield. Um, Lamar Jackson, even though people still call you know, call him a running back, say he can't do this, that, and a third. This guy was an MVP with 36 touchdowns and six interceptions last year. And he is the guy that makes the Ravens go. We saw they had over 200 yards on the ground uh, against the Cowboys. The Browns' defense, I'm still not 100% sure of. Um, and their offense, they did a good job picking at the middling Titans' defense. They're going to go up against a Ravens secondary that's going to have their pieces ready, and I'm not so sure that that, that's going to go well for Baker Mayfield. Give me the Ravens on Monday night football. All right, Ryan, we got to throw it to one more break. When we come back, it's Thursday night football time. 
before we do that, we got to talk about our great friends at Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Sometimes I like to watch this season with a cold Pepsi when Ben Roethlisberger is throwing one of those touchdowns that he's thrown several times this year. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host Ryan Tracy. Ryan, it's Thursday Night Football. Now, granted, this might not have, not, may not look like a sexy pick, a sexy game to a lot of people. It's the, it's the Patriots at the Rams. You know, everyone's probably thinking, well, the Rams are going to kill them. But the Patriots just dispatched the other L.A. team pretty handily, 45 to nothing last week. And like I brought up before, Ryan, they're sneaking into this playoff picture. They're 6-6. Six and six. They're two games back of the seventh seed. And Cam Newton is putting some things together. The defense is playing well. Can Bill Belichick – is there some Bill Belichick magic going on right now? I mean, magic or duct tape, I'm not sure what it is, but <laughs> there's something. I mean, good for them. They, they've taken their lumps and they've come back some. I, I agree with you. I'm a bit surprised they were able to, to get back into contention here. And if they can put some things together, certainly they can control their destiny. I'm not sure that I buy it this week just because, you know, if you if you want to talk about a team that's getting sexy, that town of Los Angeles likes sexy a lot. <laughs> and that particular team, I think I, I'm – hopeful that they are starting to find their identity. I've been waiting for Cam Akers to come and do something all season. And finally, they seem to get a little bit of life out of that. If you can keep golf from getting golfish, I, I think that that's really what McVay's challenge is. And I think if they see an opportunity here, they have to do that. They have to double down on everything they've been doing and power through it. And I'm not sure if the offense on the other side has the, the, the gusto to keep up with them. What do you think? That's the thing. As much as the Patriots intrigue me, I think the, the Rams have too much in their favor. They've got a defense that's tough up front with aggressive guys like Taylor Rapp and Jalen Ramsey. Um, they're they're going to be able to get after the Patriots and, and force them out of what they like to do well. Um, the Patriots really have one main way that they beat you is that they occasionally hit you with the pass, but Cam Newton runs the ball and, and the run game is based off of him. Um, I think he has the third most rushing touchdowns in the league right now at 13 or something like that. It's crazy. I'm not so sure the Rams allow that as much in this game. And as creative as the Patriots can get, this is not a Rams offense that's so little focused on Cooper Cup. They can they, they can spread the ball around. Jared Goff is playing better again. Um, they've got a slew of running backs that any one week is it Cam Hay is it Cam Akers is it is it uh, Terrell Henderson? You know they, they Malcolm Brown. They they can switch in and out and it just it's so hard to lock on to one guy, and that's when I think the Patriots' defense is at its best is when they realize, okay, here's your primary target, here's your secondary target. We take those two away, you're in trouble. And I'm not so sure that's going to happen to Jared Goff or the time around. But this is a Super Bowl rematch from not too long ago, um, you know, when Tom Brady won, it, won his sixth Super Bowl with the Patriots, um, and the Rams weren't happy about that. I think Sean McVay's got something to prove in this game, and I think that the, the, the Rams – they, I, I'm not going to say a whooping, but I think that they are, have a confident win here. What's your final score for this game? Man, I, I think it's all dependent on how many turnovers Aaron Donald can create. Mm. Because I think 
as much as you can take some of the guys on the offensive line for the New England Patriots, I don't see anybody that can slow him down. As good as some of them are, I, I mean, it's just a tall order. And what I feel like is that good players peak when you get to this last quarter of the season. You're not just getting sacks. You're getting strip sacks. And I think that could be the determining factor. And I'll put my money on Aaron pretty much every time. So at the end of the day, I think that they get some things going. They're both averaging right about the same amount of points given up. And I think that the Rams are able to peak above that. I'm going to call it 27-24 Rams. You have being close there. I'm, I'm in the same range. I'm in a, a similar range, I'd say. I'm going to go 28-20 to 20 Rams. Um, I, I, I just I like, I like what the Rams do on defense. I think you're right. It's about the turnovers that can get created. And, and if Aaron Donald gets up the middle – and uh, and and collapses the pocket on on Cam Newton and forces him to run a little bit early sometimes into what the Rams are doing. I think they're going to have a lot going on for him. Aaron Donald still the best player in the league in my my opinion. H two P repping the University of Pittsburgh really well out there in L A. Um, but he uh, I think that he's going to be the X factor here. And Jalen Ramsey will be waiting if uh, the Patriots are trying some of those trick plays that they like to do. Or have Demir Bird get the ball, he'll throw it. Whoever uh, I I don't think the Rams get fooled too much in that this game. I got the Rams winning, like I said, 28 to 20 in, in an interesting one, but a fun one for all you NFL fans out there on Thursday night. Ryan, we did it. We made it through another show, man. Um, always fun here to do, do these with you. Let people know where they can follow you and find more of your work. You know, just like the league, we are following the intensive protocols. And you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at rgrfootball.com for all the uh, video content. You can, of course, follow me, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um, I, I cover the Locked – I do work the Locked On Steelers podcast, like Ryan works the Locked On Chiefs podcast. You can listen to both of ours in the same places that you find this very this fine podcast on all your streaming platforms. You can also find my written work on the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers at DKPittsburghSports.com where you can sign up for $4.99 a month or $39.99 a year. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On NFL podcast. Stay tuned tomorrow. They'll be wrapping up that, that Thursday night football game and getting you ready for the weekend. Thanks again. See you soon.